G'day again. It is As Hamilton. Thanks so much for joining the podcast. We have kicked off June. We have made it, everyone. And I feel like this week the coronavirus has taken a massive backseat um, because the world is in mourning right now. I don't even know how to approach this topic very well, but I do want to try a little bit today uh, because as we sort of watched the atrocity that unfolded before our very eyes in this last couple of days with George Floyd over in the States, it has absolutely broken my heart. And I'm not going to lie, I've, I've tried to record this intro for this podcast about five or six times. Even in the last few hours, um, I have had conversations with people of different race. Um, I've even shared my thoughts and then had to go back and say, you know what, as you're just seeing everything through a white lens, you're, you're seeing it through the world that you know. And being a middle-aged white man, it's so hard to try and articulate or even comment or commentate on something that was so unjust. And I hope that today in this podcast, I'm going to sort of get into what I want to talk about shortly. I hope this podcast, you hear first and foremost that we watch this stuff in America, but if you're listening here in Australia, we have a history and stuff that has happened to our Indigenous people that is so atrocious um, that we have to deal with it as well. And this week is actually Reconciliation Week. We've just wrapped up um, the anniversary of saying sorry to the stolen generation here in Australia. And I think even for us Aussies, we still don't really understand that in its fullness. And I know for myself this week, it's made me reassess this stuff and actually have a good look at myself in the mirror and say, do I really understand the pain that we have caused. We're going to be talking about this idea of reconciliation, of coming back together, understanding reconnection happens when there is a genuine sorry. And when I mean sorry, I mean sorry is not just words, but sorry is this will never, ever happen again. And the understanding that forgiveness occurs when we understand that the sorry is legitimate and real. The thing is, I can only speak from my perspective. And so being a middle-aged white male, I feel like I can't speak into this space that well. But what I can do is maybe speak from a man that had dark skin and speak on his behalf, and that would be Jesus. I think we forget that he would have had a very dark skin tone, and we picture white Jesus quite often. And the reality is that Jesus... Um, came from the Middle East, he had darker skin. Um, This guy would have been maybe part of the Black Lives Matter riots right now. Who knows? I I often think that, you know, when we speak and hear about Jesus, he was all for justice. In fact, God himself is all for justice. When you read in the Bible constantly about what God requires, he doesn't say you need to go to church. He just says this, um, you don't need to fast, you don't need to do all these religious duties, but I do require a couple of things of you. And um, in Micah chapter 6, verse 7, it says, this is what God says, God requires justice of you. He loves kindness and he wants you to walk humbly. He wants you to place yourself under him and understand he's still in control. When you go to the New Testament, you see Jesus, he's constantly talking about justice, speaking up for those who cannot speak. I think you know his, his peacemaker approach to making a difference in the world was pretty incredible. Even in the moment where he's just about to get arrested before he gets crucified, an innocent man, um, he's with his disciples. This is in John chapter 18. Go and have a look at it. Um, he's in a garden the Garden of Gethsemane, he's there and one of his best mates who's been with him the whole time uh, betrays him. You may have heard of a guy named Judas, rocks up with these soldiers in the middle of the night to 
um, do a vicious thing on Jesus, to do this in, in secret, uh, to do something that's completely wrong. And the response mechanism of his followers, uh, there's this moment where one of his disciples pulls out a sword and tries to fight for Jesus. He literally slices off the ear of one of these soldiers. And it's interesting that Jesus... He probably could have gone, yeah, let's go, boys. Let's do what's right in this time. Because back then, there was this sort of idea of an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. If someone does something wrong to you, you do something wrong to them. And that's how we live our life. And that has been history time and time again. But I love that Jesus' response is, says, he says, put down your sword. Put down your sword. You see, Jesus changed the world through making peace. And one of his greatest pieces of teaching, he said, blessed are the peacemakers for they'll inherit the earth. And I'm not talking about pieces in go quiet and not stand up for what's right. Because as I said, throughout scripture, there's so much stuff on justice. In fact, the reason I started an organization called Just Motivation is to do with social justice, making sure that those who do not have a voice have a voice. One of the greatest injustices I ever experienced was uh, in my early 20s when I traveled to Haiti, a black republic in Central America, where one in six children die before the age five. And I remember just seeing the injustice that was happening on this little island that was a couple of hours away from the States. And it hit me that this world, there is injustice and there needs to be people with a voice that speak up for the injustice. And that's probably one of the things that I've found really fascinating about this last couple of weeks, um, just seeing so much going on in the world. But especially this last week, we remember seeing the video with my wife. I, I, I honestly couldn't watch it because it just it tore me apart inside. And I've been watching the social media Post. I've been watching the videos, I've been watching the news, trying to decipher what is right and what is wrong, what is truth and what is, you know, maybe fake news. And at the heart of it, um, my heart just breaks because people experience a different experience in their life because of the color of their skin. And I am white. And so I can't speak from that, uh, you know, trauma, but I can say I'm sorry. This week, I must admit, I, I've had moments where I've gone, you know what, maybe I've been racist. I, I, you know what, I've been racist and I need to stop. I, you know, these things have hit me even harder than ever before. And, you know, for us as a world and as a community, even in Australia, I know there's some Black Lives Matter protests getting stirred up and, and getting organised at the moment, you know, throughout New Zealand. We, we see this all over the place and we kind of go, there's this sort of this sort of stirring of, hey, let's speak up for those that haven't had a voice. And I'm just like, I'm for you. I say, look, come on, go and do it. But do it in peace as well because one of the most beautiful stuff that I've been seeing in the States is the peaceful riots, but then also those that are big enough to say sorry. Those that are big enough to say sorry, to see some cops stand on their knees and actually begging for forgiveness for the communities and then watch, walking in unity in their streets and saying, yeah, this is, the, this is sort of like the, the, the line in the sand. We are not going back to where we came from. Um, I think sometimes we kind of live in this eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth mentality still today. Like we still do this. We're still kind of going, well, you know, this happened in the past. We need to do this in the future to get some payback. But once again, I want to come back to the example of Jesus. Let's remember, he probably had dark skin. Okay, from the Middle East. We're not talking about white, whitey tidy Jesus. We're talking about a man from the Middle East who, who taught a, a message that was so powerful. He's like, love your enemies. Do good to those who persecute you. He flipped everything on its head. He said, you know, we used to live by an eye for an eye. This doesn't work. I mean, even, you know, other great teachers over the years, you know, Gandhi said an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. And so revenge never works. But I tell you what, the power that comes through in times like this is forgiveness. Forgiveness, but then also in this space of forgiveness, you know, you need people to be big enough to say sorry. Like, I'm sorry for what I did. I did the wrong thing. And I think there's some absolute power in saying sorry. Like, I am sorry. 
I know that when I was in my well, late teen years, I was, I'm going to be honest, I wasn't a great young guy. And, and I was dating a girl at the time and I treated her really badly and broke up with her really badly, didn't give her any reason. And you know what? I just I was just arrogant about it. I was like, oh, well, stuff you. And I moved on and I didn't have any kind of remorse for the way that I treated her. And I didn't know how much damage I'd done to this young girl. And I remember when I was about 20, I had a revelation that I need to say sorry. And quite frankly, it had been a couple of years. So why does saying sorry, why would that even be important? Because it's moved on, it's in the past, you can't change the past, who cares? But there's something so powerful about saying sorry. I don't know why uh, we forget this. And it actually brings restoration and reconnection in your life across the board. I remember um, I just got the, the guts to call this girl. I mean, I hadn't dated her for a couple of years and I called her up and I said, hey, um, I just wanted to call you and she was shocked that I called and I said, I know that a couple of years ago I treated really badly and I just wanted to call you to say sorry. Now, I didn't know what to expect in this time, um, but on the other end of the phone line, this girl just started to cry. She was bawling her eyes out and she was driving at the time. She pulled up and she sobbed for about half an hour. She sobbed for about half an hour and I didn't know what to do, but I just waited and I listened in some ways, I feel like I want to say that to anyone who I've maybe shown any form of racism towards without even knowing, I'm sorry. You know, I, I can't articulate it, but I am sorry. And I think that's probably the heart of what society needs to look into right now. Are we big enough to say sorry? It was about half an hour later after this girl sort of finished her emotional outpouring. I didn't realize how hurt I had um made this girl I, I actually didn't know how much damage I'd actually done and I remember her saying it's okay I forgive you can I just tell you in that moment of sorry and forgiveness there was an absolute reconnection point reconnection point reconnection point because it is the thing that will reconnect and rebuild our society sorries and forgiveness because if I had said sorry and she had sobbed for that period of time and then she had retaliated with, well, this is what you did. Guess what? Even today, 15 years later, there would still be hurt and pain on both sides of the coin. In fact, she might have gone, well, I've got my power back by making you feel how I felt. But there was something really powerful that day when that uh, ex-girlfriend of mine said, it's okay, I forgive you. It set us both free. It actually set us both free. And sometimes we don't know where we're at in the connection chain that has been broken. And we can see in the States right now, you know, a lot of people are saying like, oh my gosh, you know, it's the United States of America. It's very fractured. It's broken. And the, the response mechanisms by so many are like, yeah, send in the army, send in the troops, you know, you loot, we shoot, all that sort of stuff from Trump. Look, I understand the law stuff, you know, like he's trying to protect his nation, but then I also understand the sheer pain of people, what they've experienced in the past, and it's just like come out, it's boiled up, and sometimes just absolute anger and emotion is so hard to handle because of the years and years and years of pain. But I just wonder what the world would look like if we just said sorry. Those, even if you don't realize it, just said sorry, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? And then on the other side, for those that received the sorry, would they actually say, I forgive you? If there's any perfect example of this, it's an innocent man named Jesus. Did no wrong in the middle of the night. Got taken away by soldiers, got betrayed by his best friend. Got crucified on a cross, torn apart. 
the most brutal form of death. And even in his last breath, in these last moments on the cross, while he is experiencing the pain that he didn't deserve, he says, Father, please forgive them. They don't know what they do. Jesus' example of forgiveness to bring restoration to the broken is the greatest example we can have to see that what's happened in the past cannot be changed, but what happens in the future can if we are prepared to reconnect by being big enough to say sorry or say, I forgive you. The question is this week, as all of this stuff is going on in the world, what side of the coin do you need to offer to your fellow humankind? Are you the one that needs to say sorry or are you the one that needs to say, I forgive you? I don't know. I don't know. What happened to George Floyd is horrendous. It's probably one of the saddest things I've ever seen on the internet, online, live. But my prayer more than anything right now for America is to unite again. And we're starting to see glimpses of it. There's been moments, these beautiful stories of rioters protecting police officers that are getting caught up in it. And we've seen police officers protect protesters, take off their helmets, put down their batons and actually go, I'm going to walk with you because I love you. See, those moments are the moments we may not hear a lot of, but these are the moments we need to hold on to if we want a better future. An eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. I mean, Gandhi said that. <laughs> if we want to go forward as a nation, and the same here in Australia, if we want to go forward as a nation, we have to ask ourselves where we land. Do I need to say sorry? Do I need to forgive? It's exactly the same in your life. You've got friendships that are broken. You go, I don't know how I could ever repair that. Oh, you know, I completely stuffed that up. I made a mistake. I did the wrong thing. It comes down to, I'm sorry. I forgive you. This week, may we be more like Jesus. May we be fast to forgive even those that didn't realize what they were doing. When someone does something wrong against us, may we follow his teaching of loving our enemies and doing good to those that persecute us. My gosh, that's hard. It's very easy to love someone that loves you, but not very easy to love your enemy. Jesus was a revolutionary. He flipped the world on its head. He took down the Roman Empire with his teaching. Right now, that kind of revolution has to happen again in our society. And I believe with the teaching of Jesus, that can. Have an awesome week. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. 